Hey friends, welcome to episode 149 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Rooker and I'm so glad you're here. My guest today is Amy Winter, the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Up TV. I cannot wait to tell you what they're doing over at Up TV and share Amy's story with you. So here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, friends. How are you? I hope you're having a great week. I'm having an incredibly busy week. Um, As you know, I just started a new job a few weeks ago, and I'm still sort of adjusting to the new time constraints and sort of um, balancing. I know some people don't like that word, but I actually don't mind the word balancing because I feel like as parents and as working parents and, you know, well, honestly, whether you're going to a standard job or, or stay at home mom who's working, it's all a different, it's a delicate balance. You are balancing. Embrace that word balance because that's what we're hopefully striving for to try to do all of the things on our plate, um, the things that we want to do and uh, the many hats that we juggle. Uh, so we're balancing, right? It's not a bad word. Let's use it more. <laughs> you, heard, you heard it here first. You heard it here first, folks. Um, anyway, so I've been uh, balancing things a little bit, trying to juggle my new my new job at NBC4, covering entertainment for those folks over there. Super excited, having the best time. Interviewed the gorgeous Sam Hugan again for The Spy Who Dumped Me. And if you guys remember what happened to me last year at Comic-Con when I went to the Entertainment Weekly party and interviewed Sam Hugan, Sam Hugan, uh, Hugan. Oh my gosh, please don't kill me. The internet went bananas because I, apparently I pronounce his name Hugan and it's Hewan. So forgive me fans of Sam Hewan. Forgive me. I have, I have to break my habit of calling him Hugan. It's Hewan. Anyway, Sam Hewan is a star of Outlander and he is gorgeous. He is a tall drink of water. And I got to interview him last week for, um, the spy who dumped me. And this is the second time I've interviewed him. The first time I was a bumbling mess. I couldn't talk. I I don't, I don't get starstruck and I don't really get overwhelmed or tongue-tied in the presence of famous people. I really don't because quite honestly, I consider myself to be a famous person. (laughs) I'm kind of a big deal, you guys. But this particular person (laughs) makes me blush. Like I'm blushing right now just talking about it. Anyway, I interviewed him and it went well. I pulled it together. He was lovely and I put up the story up on NBCLA.com and my interview with him, if you guys want to check that out, it's also on... um, the social channels for NBCLA.com as well. So check that out. So that's happened last week. And then this week we went to very special premiere of Christopher Robin starring Ewan McGregor and Haley Atwell. We went on the Disney lot with the national honey board. And I'm like, can you think of anything more adorable and sweet that go together than poo and honey? So we had a lovely time. We put on our pretty floral dresses and went and walked the red carpet with the stars and you know, I have to, um, it just, it just gives me pause every now and then I do stop and remind myself of how amazing this journey has been because next week is my 150th episode of motherhood in Hollywood. That means I have done this 
150 times. And it's actually a little bit more than that because I occasionally do little smaller bonus episodes, but 150 episodes uh, that I've done of this podcast. And I think, wow, what a crazy journey, lovely, wonderful ride it's been. And we'll talk a little bit more about that next week in the 150th episode, but walking the red carpet with you and McGregor at uh, on the Disney lot was never something I even remotely conceived of when I first started my podcast. So I- I'm definitely bowled over and overwhelmed every time I stop to think about what this podcast and what motherhood in Hollywood has become and turned into. And I'm so, so grateful for that. For example, I get to interview incredibly talented women in this business who are who, like Amy Winter, my guest today, who are making a name for themselves, who are rising through the ranks. Like she started off, I think it's uh, in promos, uh, promo production um, for uh, TBS. And now she runs a television network. Like she's a general manager of Up TV. And that if you've never heard of Up TV, it's a family focused um, network and they have a lot of family oriented programming that you can sit down with and not wor- watch with your whole family and not worry about swears or, you know, violence or anything like that. It's just good, clean content. And Amy is in charge of that and she's in charge of the direction of that entire network. And it's not cartoons, like it's not a- animation. Like we, as parents, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get a little burned out just watching nothing but cartoons all day, every day, that it's nice to sit down and watch real people on the TV, <laughs> you know, and not, um, and not have an animated show on and, and not be worried that something inappropriate will come on the screen and I, that I don't want my five-year-old to see. So we're going to talk to Amy about that. We're going to talk to her about how she rose up through the ranks at TBS and also ran TLC, you guys, she has created some of your favorite shows that you watch on TLC as well. And we're going to talk to her about that. And she did it all as a mom of three. What? I know. I know. I'm so excited to share this interview with you. So I'm going to wrap up my mommy monologue and get to the interview with the executive vice president and general manager of Up TV, Amy Winter. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, we were just talking a second ago about how we actually met a few weeks ago here in Los Angeles for the premiere of one of Up TV's newest shows. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, uh, that premiere was for Our Wedding Story, uh, one of the series that Up is doing in a category that we call Life's Biggest Moments. These are the moments that you anticipate, that you remember and reminisce about and we hope our audiences will live vicariously through in our show so uh our wedding story is a part of our wedding strain we also have another show called crazy beautiful weddings that follows it and we explore uh the journey to be becoming a parent with expecting and we'll be moving into home and all those other things um that really are the the best experiences in life i have to say I wasn't fully expecting to get as weepy as I did watching our wedding story. Um, I don't know if that was your intention um, with that show, but it certainly is very tender and sweet and just so um, lovely to watch in a really positive show. Was that something that was intentional when you guys had decided to create it? It definitely was. You know, at Up, 
we are um, trying to make shows, um, shows, series, movies, uh, and bring you some of your fa fan favorite shows too that are really uplifting with the goal of, of trying to uh, please an audience that we call family in mind. And their number one goal is, is to find viewing that they can actually share together and, and gather around. They're very particular about what they bring into their home. Um, uplifting is, is really critical. I think that they really wanna feel like it was time well spent. And, and I agree with you. I don't typically cry um, when, I, when I'm reviewing shows over the years, but you know, expecting in our wedding story has got have gotten me almost every single time. And when we're producing these shows, I'm having to watch, you know, the same the same episode three and four times. And it still gets me <laughs> with each viewing. You're like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it wasn't just the ladies, too. I have to say several of the men in the room were getting very touched by it. And, you know, I I think it's some a wonderful niche that you guys have found in the market where, there just isn't a lot of family programming that's not cartoons, you know, it's not animation um, that you can sit down and watch and not have to worry about any swears or violence or anything like that um, for your family. And um, I know for us, our daughter is five now and we watch a lot of animated cartoons and we watch a lot of PBS. So those are kind of feel like our only options. But even then at PBS, they run some pretty intense documentaries about the war, about war and stuff like that, that maybe is not really great for her. So um, I love what you guys are doing. Now, what now up used to be a different network. Uh, it, up is a recent change, right? Did it just become up recently? It's been up for um, a few years. Uh, before that, it was called Gospel Music Channel, and it was a little bit more music-centric and obviously um, with a, um, a faith component to it as well. Over the years, it's evolved into more of this uplifting content promise with the idea of, you know, let's really entertain the adults in the, in the home first and let them hopefully understand that uh, they can bring kids, um, you know, to the couch and 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 share these shows together. So, you know, with that, we've really tried to add to our collection and in a variety of different ways. You know, we have America's Funniest Videos, and um, we just added Home Improvement. Um, Gilmore Girls is a staple for moms. Oh, their Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. So it's been it's really been a fun um, journey with us to really hone in on on this audience. I, I'm just like you. I have three kids. They're um, eight, nine and 11. And there is a tipping point that we understand happens where, you know, we love Princess Sophia, too. But after a certain point, you're just like, can we just watch real people? Yeah, can we see real human people for a second? Like, yeah, I'm a little uh, I'm a little Daniel Tigered out, although I love it. I love it. I just am, I needed I need some real people. You're absolutely right. Um, I love that you said Gilmore Girls. So you guys have like a mix of um, uh, rerun shows and original content, which is really great. We do. We do. We we try to seek out what we think are the favorite shows of our um, favorite family shows of our audience and and bring them here. And then we worked really hard with our uh, distribution partners to make them bigger than uh, anybody else who would be presenting them. We have a stunt that we run and um, th around Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving called Gilmore the Merrier. And we run all 153 episodes back to back. And this started the year that Netflix released those movies. But the the great thing is the cast has been so engaged with it too. So in Warner Brothers has been great. We have 
watch and wins trivia all through it and it's been hosted by um, a number of different cast members so um, so that's a lot of fun that's that's sort of our promise to the viewer is that you know if you if you enjoy these shows come here because we'll give you a little bit more now that seems like a really smart and wonderful promotional idea which um, I'm not surprised at all that you guys came up with because I was reading that your background, you actually started in promotions. You were a promotions producer at TBS and then you kind of rose up through the ranks. <laughs> I'm writing your, yes. I'm writing your autobiography for you. You rose up through the ranks there and then, um, eventually made your way over to TLC where you were, um, the executive vice president and general manager there. What an amazing accomplishment Amy that's so wonderful it's it's been a very interesting ride and you know when I when I did make the move from promo and marketing to actual programming and content I was pretty scared I was you know oh I I work in 30 second increments I'm not <laughs> sure I can do a full show but what's really fascinating about it is that if you have a background in marketing, you're really used to um, putting yourself in the audience's uh, position and and trying to figure out if you're making a connection with that audience or not. And so with that skill, it was it was you know something that I really relied on when I would take a look at um, pitches that were coming in and shows that we were considering and and saying is this something that I think is going to resonate with this audience and can I have them understand it quickly um, how, and how would we communicate that out so it was nice to kind of be overseeing all the all the different areas when we would roll things out that that's what's so great about being a general manager is you get to play in all the areas um, but it's been a it's been a really interesting journey for sure now, I know um, at the wedding story, our wedding story event, we talked a little bit about your time at TLC and the shows that you brought to life there. Mm -hmm. And I got way too excited about the Amish show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is hilarious because I used to watch that show because I'm fascinated with that culture and the, you know that group of people. So Breaking Amish was one of your shows. And what else did you work on when you were at TLC? Well, the first thing that I greenlit straight to series because I fell in love with her was Long Island Medium. Oh, awesome. You know, very quickly after taking the role, it just she just was such a personality and she she's just a remarkable person. So um, that um, Breaking Amish was the result of, you know, our our development executive caught me in the hallway and said, would you be interested in a story about five young Amish people who think that they want to leave the Amish life and go to New York. And I said, sign me up. I don't even need to see what they look like. I'm so in. Um, and then um, I think another one that came out around that time frame, we had really three big, big new ones going on was um, Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> oh my goodness. You are responsible for bringing Honey Boo Boo and Mama June into the world. Yes. Amy. Oh my gosh. All right. We got to back up. We got to start this over. We, we buried the lead. No. You know, what's really funny too, is that, um, that year, um, you know, Facebook does this annual, uh, summary where they say here are the top 10 most watched shows or most talked about shows. And, uh, and we were the only network that had three that year. And that those were the three shows. And, and another funny thing that I need to put in my bio is that, um, in that, that year that honey boo was, boo boo was on honey boo boo was the number three top 
searched word on Google globally. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. And what's interesting about all of those things is that it's the characters um, of the of the people. It's not necessarily the storylines because um, they were all, um, you know, they're not they're all a little different and ridiculous in their own way, but it's the characters and the people that we like and that why we watch that show or we come back for more. Um, so you obviously have an eye for that. Uh, yep. There's a, there's a, a really interesting recipe, um, that Timothy Kriak and I have used time and time again. And there has to be something a little bit exceptional about somebody in order to make them TV worthy. Yeah. Um, you know, like you, if my life would be so lame on television, you wouldn't want to see any of it. <laughs> I but, doubt that. <laughs> but I would hope that I would be relatable to a lot of people. And I think that people would want to sit down and have a glass of wine and, and hang out. What, what we need to do is we need to write, find the right combination of that in, in order to say, look at this person who's living something that's very different than what you are. And it's, and it's, it's pretty remarkable and extraordinary. But as you, for us, um, as you start to, you know, get to know this family that you fall in love with them and you can really relate to them. That combination of, you know, extraordinary yet um, lovable is something that really works for us. What is interesting is other networks can get away with um, extraordinary and unlikable, you know, and, yeah, and we're yeah. fascinated by it, you know. Um, so it's just it's really funny where you'll tolerate it and where you won't. No, that's true. I mean, I think there's an expectation of um, from each network that we watch and we, you know, we, it's marketed that way. We kind of know what we're going to get when we're watching PBS or, you know, NBC or, or something like that. And um, you guys have definitely carved out a niche with up TV so that people know what they can expect there. Do you feel any sort of pressure in any way at this network? Like, um, I imagine TLC was a little more competitive and I don't mean to like assume that, but do you feel any pressure in this role? Uh, of course, you know I think that we are um, we're out there, you know, fighting the good fight. Um, you know, at TLC was a part of a, a major plat, you know, uh, platform with Discovery, and mm -hmm. so um, there are a number of different sister networks that you could utilize in order to get your messaging out. And as an independent, you know, we're really we're pretty small and scrappy, and we you know have to fight for our share of the um, attention a little bit harder. The other thing that I think is that, you know, when I came here, there was this question of, is it possible to make content that is positive um, and is uplifting and have it resonate and be as interesting as as all the other things that are out there that are maybe a little bit more edgy or more challenging? Mm -hmm. And that's been a fun process that we've really worked with our production companies with, you know, like to say okay, this is really sweet, but it's never going to cut through. You know, we have to really elevate and make sure that we're, we're, our, our shows will be just as entertaining to you as anything else that's out there. Now, one of the things I loved that you were so honest about, and you have such a great story, that's really what the essence of my show is about, about motherhood in Hollywood, is you were a mom to three, right? Mm -hmm. And you were flying back and forth between, was it New York or? Mostly D.C., but New York okay. and L.A. Yep, to, at to Atlanta, right? With, mm -hmm. with three kids, three young kids. Tell me how that happened and how you survived. <laughs> well, 
it's it's funny because I always felt like in when you work in television, you, you have an expiration date. You know, it's just like, I hope not. But it's so funny. So when I started working for Discovery, you know, I really I went up and I thought, I wonder how long I'll like it. I wonder how long they'll like me. Um, let's just not move because we weren't really feeling, you know, my, my whole family is in Atlanta and I, I, I didn't have any children at the time. So the travel wasn't that huge, huge of an issue, but over the course of the nine years that I did this, I had the three kids and, um, and what's funny about it is I just didn't know any better. You know, I, I would walk around and people would be like, that has got to be so hard. And I would say, you know what? I just, I just don't know. I just figure it out. And, and I put some, you know, guardrails on it. Um, when I when I was up in D.C. or L.A. or New York, I w- was literally literally a machine, um, and uh, and pretty much owned by the company. And then when I got back to Atlanta, um, I really made it a point of being as present as possible with the kids and putting my uh, at the time it was a BlackBerry. Um, my my uh, family called. Blackberry, my fourth child. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that way about my iPhone. I really do. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, I tried to be as present as I could. And then we had a little bit of a code thing when on the days that I was able to work from home where I bought this like $10 Radio Shack headset that I would plug into my home phone. And if my kids saw that I was wearing the headset, they would know that they probably couldn't come up and have a conversation about you know, playing a game or something like that. So they just knew right away, like mommy's working. Yeah. It was a really good visual device to help me out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, you know, I think we hear so many stories about, um, celebrities and people who are in front of the camera and they have their nannies and they have all this help and, and, you know, all of that. But we often forget that behind the scenes, there's a lot of women in positions of power, who are making the television happen. They're bringing the TV to the TV um, and also juggling family life, which also, you know, I, I can't imagine um, how challenging that must be. And did you ever feel um, like, oh, you know what, I'm going to, maybe I can just put my career on hold and focus on family? Or was it never even a question like, you know what, this is my career. It, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I just got to work family into it. It's so funny that you say that because I don't think I'm special when I when I say this. Family for me is everything. I enjoy my job and um, and I'm committed to it and I'm passionate about it. But my my center of happiness is my family. Um, it did wear on me and it was weird because once I got out of the um, doing it and then my first um, you know business trip that I had to do for up, I I literally almost broke down in the airport. Oh. Um, I was going through security going here I am again and I have that empty feeling again you know as I as I leave my my family so I've often thought about what would that look like if I if I stepped away from this and if I sunk sunk my teeth into really doing um being being a mom full-time and I really think that I would enjoy that um you know every family has to look at what makes sense for them um you know my husband was so great during those years because he and our wonderful nanny um, really 
did everything during the week when I was out. And, um, and I can't thank them enough for that. But because I've been able to work in Atlanta now, you know, David, my husband's business has picked up. He's, you know, he's able to have the more flexibility to do what he wants to do on his career side. Um, I don't know if that means that I can like be free and clear whenever I want, but, uh, it's always, I think a conversation for families to figure out what's the best thing. Do you think that, the entertainment business is family friendly, meaning long hours on set, long hours in production, pre-production and that sort of thing. Are we making changes in that area to kind of be more inclusive of family, not just for moms, but dads too? You know, I really think it depends on the company and the culture. You know, I've worked in cultures and I'm not naming names, um, but I've worked in cultures where there was a pride in if you were emailing at three in the morning. Oh. And, you know, like, and I have full coverage of 24 hours, you know, at, at any time you can email me and I'm going to set up phone call, you know, conference calls at 5 a.m. And I'm going to, you know, and, and, for most of these networks, it was definitely my, in my situation, you start with East coast and you end with West coast. And, um, and so, so I think that, I think it is a tough industry for that. I, I do have to say, give up amazing props for, um, really supporting family life. Uh, we're all, I mean, we have a ton of parents here. So not only do we evaluate our content through that lens, but we also evaluate the work-life balance through that too. And, um, and I have never had a boss who has been so supportive of, Hey, I've got a school recital today. And he was like, Oh, you know, and I'm like, yeah, but it's a board meeting. It's okay. (laughs) Oh, That's very, I feel like that's very rare and what a wonderful like position to be in and to have that kind of support. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to know a little bit more about, um, the next steps for up TV. What do you see happening in, in the next few years, more original content? Do you have some other shows in the works that you can talk about? We have, um, we're definitely going to be continuing to expand um, in the life's biggest moments categories. Uh, We'll have some shows coming out in the home space um, and family business. Um, And hopefully we'll see some of our favorite shows returning um, in in the wedding and baby space. The the other thing I can tell you is that on the original scripted um, side, um, we do... Christmas very big here. Um, we we do um, several original movies during the season, and we're basically in two months of Christmas programming. Um, you know, at the end of the year, we like to say that you know ours really bring out our stories really bring out the meaning of Christmas. Um, you know, you'll get a good romance here without question, but we try to put a little bit more meat on the bone in the um and in, in that that meaningful way and um and then beyond that we might be you know dipping a toe back into scripted that goes beyond those christmas movies we're we're in those early discussions right now well i will send you my pitches (laughs) (laughs) it just so happens i've got this treatment right now I'm sure that happens a lot. Once people find out you run a network, they're probably like, oops, I accidentally dropped this script in front of you. And (laughs) 
Um, well, I am very excited for all of the things happening at Up TV, and um, so grateful for you guys making me cry, inviting me to your at your party. Um, oh. That's such a wonderful show, uh, and it our wedding story airs on Friday nights. Um, on Up TV and everybody, you can check your local listings for showtimes. Um, is Up TV? It's available in almost all markets, right? Yeah, we're carried by um, by all the big providers. Um, so I, I wish I could give you the channel numbers. We actually on at UpTV.com we have a little uh, channel finder thing where you can go in and type in your zip code and it will tell you who has us and what channel we're on. Um, but yes, please check it out because it is, it is a love story unlike anything on television, in my opinion. Well, I will definitely put um, that information up where people can go and find it on your website, as well as more information about our wedding stories and you as well. Amy, I know you're very busy and I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Once again, go to motherhoodinhollywood.com. I'll put up all the information that Amy and I just talked about there on the website. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.